This is Monster of the Week. I am Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Dean is gone and Sam's got a dog. A friend. Dean, you don't have any... All your friends are dead. It's not what I called to talk about. What the heck is going on? of the week the creepy but necessary podcast where chris and i are covering every single episode of tv show supernatural even though season eight doesn't want us to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> uh chris I, man I, we were so strong on season eight for the first two episodes yeah and then <laughs> the last then. three have happened and then um yeah it's going some places uh or rather it's really not going some places it's just doing stuff and i'm waiting for them to like focus back in and tell us what's really going on yeah, I um, we're episode five. We're still having flashbacks to the year previous as to what happened to Sam and Dean, and I am finding myself giving less of a shit with every flashback. Um, this episode yeah. is particularly egregious with Sam's flashbacks, and we're you know we'll we'll get to it in the course of time. <laughs> but boy, I mean, there's one flashback, like there's four or five flashbacks from Sam here, and nothing happens. <laughs> Sam gets right. a job. Sam fixes an uh, ice machine. <laughs> Like, what, it's there. There's, what is happening? I don't want to say that they're poorly handled. I, th- I bet some people really like being able to see. Um, I would say they like being able to see Dean in this way. But I, I wish that they had just implied more. Like Benny and and Dean have a connection, and I think that that tells us enough that we don't have to necessarily see everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also know that this is the only way that we get to see Cass is through a flashback. So it's not like I don't want him in the show, but I don't enjoy the flashbacks. I think they're distracting. Um, and I'm sure that I will come around on season eight because I, I do very much remember liking it. Uh, but I don't, I just don't think I'm there yet. I think we have to sort through probably the first half of the season and then, and then the second half really is where it picks up. And that's what I remember. I remember the second half of the season. So, uh, I'm hoping for the best. My, my difficulty so far has been definitely been the flashbacks and it's also been the insertion of Benny, uh, starting with this episode really, cause Benny's been kind of a side character, a kind of unknown presence and, and mm-hmm. Dean's you know, just time and purgatory. Uh, this episode, we, we flesh him out quite a bit. And, um, you know, I just, here, here's my problem with Benny. I just don't care about him at all. Like they, yeah. they kind of build him up to be this person and they're giving him all of this like emotional work to do. And the surrounding characters of Benny are all kind of dumb and bad. Like they're, they're just not particularly great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Benny, it, like, even though he's expressing all of this emotion, he's going through this, this, this period of change. It doesn't necessarily. I don't. Doesn't really affect Dean or Sam at all that much, and so right. I just. I kind of just don't care. Versus uh, Castiel, who has always been like a. I hate to hesitate to say sidekick, but has always been like a a worthy partner to these two. Who was, you know, going along the same path as Sam, Sam and Dean, making sure that you know, also having his own agenda at the same time. Versus Benny, who just feels like it's they're just really just like shoving them into the frame, and I'm I'm kind of. Yeah. I don't I, again. I don't really I, as you as you said. Like I don't remember a lot of season eight. I was kind of skimming through the future episodes just to see what I did and did not remember. And I think you're right. I think the back half of this is going to be good. And I still think there's good stuff happening. Like they've gotten to the point with this show where 
they could make an average episode like this because it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just average. Mm-hmm. And right, they can yeah, yeah. still we're put not, like, not going to be sitting here hating on it. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. a bad episode. It's just but, fine. But they can still make it funny in some cases, mm-hmm. right? Like there's still some funny stuff that happens. Um, for Sam negging a girl, for instance, is very funny to me for some reason, <laughs> which we'll get to in time. Uh, um, before we cut, co- we start covering that stuff. Let's thank the beautiful people over at patreoncom yes. monster of the week. Uh, our newest patron about supernatural. <laughs> our newest patron is Brian. Uh, thank you very much, Brian. If you join you. that Patreon, you get access to our sweet, sweet Discord, where there's always conversations happening of. Just a bunch of people watching Supernatural in a bunch of different places. I can't keep up with it anymore, Chris. I, I, I go in and like people are talking about Sam, and I have no idea what season anything is happening then. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place. Uh, you also get exclusive access to our Cowboy Bebop podcast and our Witcher Book Club podcast. More of both of which are coming soon for patrons. Mm-hmm. So uh, go check all that out. Yeah. Chris, what has happened in the last five episodes of Season 8? Oh, all right, you want to get the road so far? That's what I. Yes, that is what I want. <clears throat> okay. Well, after dealing with sports superstar Brick Holmes, Dean, freshly back from Purgatory, and Sam, the biggest Brick Holmes fan this side of the Mississippi, took a break from all the action and finally sat down to watch the latest Paranormal Activity. In a surprise <laughs> twist. All of the characters kind of suck, but they are all werewolves. Naturally, Sam's own animalistic urges begin to take over, but Dean calms him down, reminding Sammy that he still hasn't officially broken up with Amelia yet, his girlfriend from when Dean was in the Perg. And on top of everything else, it would be pretty uncool of him to cheat on his girlfriend with a werewolf. Meanwhile, Castiel is still a big fat question mark. Uh, Dean's new vampire sailor pal is keeping his distance, and once again, the boys have no idea where Kevin and the tablet are. That pretty much catches us up to speed. Chris, that's, that was a really good road so far. Did you rewrite that? Did you write that? Or did you get Jess to write that? I wrote it down the other night. It wasn't even friend, like... Friend of the show, Jess, used to write these for us. And they were always really good. They were at that quality. Right. So ever since you that's took right. over, they've taken a dip. So I'm very curious. Did you? Were you hanging out with your girl this weekend and said like, hey, can you do my homework for me? I may have gotten a few tips. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be covering Season 8, Episode 5, Blood Brother. It was written by Ben Edlund. It was directed by Guy B. This aired on Halloween, uh, October 31st, 2012. Benny wow. calls for help. After Benny gets brutally beat up by some vampires, he's by some vampires, he calls Dean for help. Dean Classic ab- Halloween. <laughs> Dean abruptly packs up and tells a confused Sam that he's taking a quote personal day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Benny confesses that he's going after his maker, so Dean offers to help, flashing back to the many times Benny helped him and Castiel in Purgatory. Uh, Meanwhile, Sam uses his solo time to reflect on the life he left behind with (laughs) Amelia. However, when things go bad for Dean and Benny, Dean calls Sam for help, which makes everything very complicated. Thank you for that. makes everything very complicated when Dean calls for help. I love this. I love the idea of Dean taking a personal day, and it's going to be covered inside the episode because Sam is kind of mad about it. And uh, there's some really great back and forth. Uh, but boy, bef- before we even get into the episode, I am kind of tired of the animosity between Sam and Dean. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I-, I like it when Sam and Dean are relatively friends and kind of show just a shred of love and affection for- to each other uh, as brothers. Man, am I tired of this like back and forth between them at this point? Like, it's been five episodes. Like, let's 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 kill some fucking monsters already. Yeah, I I really it sucks. It, it, it's the thing that held the show together the most in the in the early seasons, and that's why season four is such a huge deal when they're kind of going. Sam is going dark side, and, and they're on sort of 
opposite ends uh, of a situation. And it's powerful when they did it then. But now they just are like at odds with each other over a little shit that doesn't matter. Like nobody's drinking demon blood. It's just like Sam got a girlfriend and Dean doesn't like her. Like it's, I don't know. It's just stupid. And I don't like it. I'm going to say it. It's stupid. It is. I, you know, it's, it's, I've, I've, we've, we've said it before. We've, we've like, you know, armchair quarterback this thing of like, give us a couple of episodes of the things that happened in that previous year and let us deal, like, let us see it all at once and let's get it out of the way so that they can start dealing with it and they can start being friends. Um, otherwise, it just stretches this this tension out, and I'm not enjoying this tension very much. I I never enjoy it when the they put these, these brothers work. against each other. Yeah, yeah, it it doesn't work in like a dramatic sense. It just makes it less fun to watch. It makes it more uncomfortable. A hundred percent. And it doesn't it doesn't serve like it's not like discomfort in a way that keeps you on the edge of your seat. This isn't like some serious drama. It's supernatural, and 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 half the reason that we like the show is the relationship between Sam and Dean, and they don't always have to be buddy buddy. Like they can bicker. And, and have it still be brotherly bickering and not the like, well, we're just different people now, I guess, kind of thing. Um, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. And I, I think it's going to stop soon. I think that, that they're going to pull their shit back together within a few episodes. I'm sure they will. But it's just it's just a drag. It's like they have to do something every season now. Like last season, it was the um, Dean killing Amy thing. And like it just none of it mattered. It was just drama that they built and and this at least has a lot more context and i'm not saying it's awful or anything like that but it just makes it less fun and that stinks i've uh like i mentioned i was skimming ahead a little bit um we don't usually spoil things on this on this podcast uh but like the next episode we're covering uh garth returns and i'm just i'm just so excited for a little bit of levity in this in this in this this series because the last three or four episodes have been i mean it's they've been some funny moments but there just hasn't been like it's not been fun. Like it's been occasionally mm-hmm. funny, but it hasn't been fun. And I like it when supernatural is fun. Um, so let's let's get into it. Uh, this this yeah. episode starts out with uh, Benny at the docks. I don't know why I was saying that, but it just makes me laugh. Uh, Benny has fi- found uh, a dude named Quentin, who is a very young, like well dressed, preppy looking dude. Uh, it very quickly comes out that Quentin Draco and the boys are back. <laughs> they're back, baby. They're back, and they're vampires. Uh, this is this this is the dark middle chapter of Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> he's found Quentin. Quentin, it, it turns out, is one of the vampires that helped uh, hold him down while uh, Benny's maker, who is just referred to as the old man, I think, throughout most of this mm-hmm. uh, or throughout the entire episode, uh, and the old man is you know Benny's maker, and he killed him sending him to purgatory so quentin is obviously very surprised that this dude is alive and uh yeah man i i do this this doc scene with benny like if there's anything about supernatural that makes me kind of roll my eyes it's when they spend a lot of time on other characters bullshit and boy do we spend a lot of time on benny's bullshit with this there's just like a ton of sexual tension between these dudes and (laughs) but then it doesn't go anywhere like all the other guys like I thought they were going to be hunters at first who were coming to like attack Benny or something. Same. Yeah. Um, but then all the, the, the other vampires jump out and you realize, Oh shit, there's about to be a, a vampire fight. And the only, the only positive note that I wrote down here is that um, Benny, his character, this actor is very charming. I like the actor. I think he does a really good job as Benny, but I don't think the writing is there. I think his performance is, is stellar. He, he yeah. sells it. It's really hard to tell what he's saying sometimes, because uh, he's very low and, and, and grumbly. Um, but I think he's a really great actor, and he's able to sell some emotion on things that that aren't there. Um, 
he's he's doing the most with 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 what he can. Yeah, I think, and uh, you know, with a lot of this stuff, it's just that um, they don't like they've built Benny up to be like this this dude, this vampire in purgatory that helped Dean get away. And now he's carrying all of his emotional weight with a bunch of characters that we haven't heard of before now. Mm-hmm. And that's always mm-hmm. like a problem is when you introduce people that this person is supposed to care, that we're supposed to care about through this character that we have never seen before. And they don't give that time enough to develop. Uh, I, and I totally agree with you. I felt like I had to put on subtitles a couple of times. Maybe I'm just getting old. And I know you're like 10 or 15 years older than me. So I know this might be a problem for you too, or your hearing <laughs> starts going out. Uh, uh-huh. But like, he's so in the back of his throat and he talk like this because he's a Southern gentleman kind of guy that it's, it's sometimes it gets real difficult to understand. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Quentin and the boys attack and, um, it's, it's kind of a, uh, it basically just goes straight to the, to the splash screen. And we go to Sam and Dean who like break into a shitty hotel They've been on the hunt for Kevin. Uh, Kevin has been leading them on a wild goose chase by laying all of these uh, kind of honeypots so they can go, like, credit card, you know, uh, he's checking into hotel rooms with credit cards and things like that so that they go chase him. Basically you know, fucking them up. Like they're, they're he's, he's just sending them on wild goose he's, chases. He's pulling some John Winchester shit right now. <laughs> I kind of love this with, with Kevin. Like, good job. Yeah. He wants nothing to do with Sam and Dean and like, fair enough. Kevin was in this life for maybe uh, four or five days before uh, Sam before Sam just abandoned him and Dean went to purgatory. And then he was on the run from demons for like a year before he gets captured and obviously learned how to handle himself, which I think yeah. is like the best thing that John Winchester has ever done, which was leave his kids behind so they could learn how to hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. But uh, yeah, they th- th- the only normal scene in this whole episode is right here where Sam and Dean are bickering about f- finding Kevin and how he's leading them on. And then they like share a beer together, like halfway through their argument, like D- Dean just hands Sam a beer. Yep. And I'm like, that's super normal because you guys are like still sleeping in the same room. Well, so, and like- this is a uh, and this is a fun thing. Like the boys are both frustrated, like they're both being they're They're in a situation together. So they're they're frustrated and they're mad, but they're not necessarily mad at each other. Like they're maybe taking it out a little bit on each other just because they're in close mm-hmm. quarters. But like the first thing that Dean does once they clear the room is go to the mini bar, grab a couple of beers, and hand one to Sam. And that's a very like yeah. friendly brotherly thing to do. Like okay, like this sucks, but here here we are with this whole situation. They also spend a lot of time calling uh, Kevin like a credit card counting rain man at some point, which is a little yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, but Dean is just kind of frustrated with this whole situation. And of course, in the middle of this is when he gets a phone call and he pretends that it's his, uh, he pretends like he can't hear something. So he walks outside to get it away from, from Sam. What do you think the deal is as of right now? Like the Chris that doesn't, the Chris that watched this show for the first time, why do you think mm-hmm. Dean is so hesitant to, tell sam about benny like what what is the secret he's, that he's that he's trying to hide here presumably because he's judged sam so hard for every time he's done any, anything with a monster mm-hmm. i just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me this this falls under i don't buy the, it yeah me either this falls under that that umbrella of uh if you just talk to each other it would fix this fix the problems i feel mm-hmm. like sam not having gone to purgatory, but knowing that his brother was trapped in purgatory and, and basically doing everything he could do to get back would be kind of okay with this and be like, wow, yeah. that's really weird. I, but okay. Like it sucks that you killed my friend and it sucks that I killed your daughter, but I can see how you're growing as a person to get out of purgatory. <laughs> like, I feel like this is a conversation yeah. they could have, right? Yeah. 
I mean, it's literally Dean could just be like, yeah, it was a crazy year. It was nonstop violence. Um, still kind of trying to process it all. While I was in there, I got help from vampire used to be human pretty normal dude yeah he's a vampire but like we had to work together to survive and we came out and he's a pretty solid dude he says he's gonna keep his nose clean and you know i'm gonna keep an eye on him we'll see how it goes yeah and uh sam would have been like all right i trust you on this i guess because you're my brother that sounds good but they don't have that fucking conversation go hunt with him because i'm gonna go back to amelia and her shitty apartment Yeah. Um, yeah But it's this. Is, so this is Benny on the phone, basically telling Dean, like, "Hey, uh, something bad happened." And Dean's like, "What did you do?" And he's like, "Not that kind of bad," uh, implying that you know, hey, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't drink anybody. Uh, but they show they show Benny bloodied and cut up and kind of in a seriously bad way. And Dean immediately just drops everything and just says, "Like, hey, I gotta go." And and, and in the most like blase fashion too, he's just like, "Yeah, I got, I got, I got to do this. Like, I, I got a phone call. I gotta go." And Sam is like, "We're on a ca- we're on the case." This is what you mm-hmm. wanted to do. Like, what? How could you possibly be leaving me behind right now? It stinks. It it stinks. I remember when Dean used to drop everything to go help Sam. Yeah. Um, oh, hell, even even Castiel. <laughs> but now here we are with Dean's new friend. Just he's and he's just running like what? It, uh, I just it doesn't. I don't like it. My uh, it's, my, it's extremely weird. My favorite part about this argument is that Sam follows him out to the car. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm sure this is just a normal thing, but like when I was growing up, you couldn't leave a family member's house without them. Like, like you would say goodbye, like, okay, we've, that was a good dinner. Like see everybody later. And they would follow you into the porch and they would keep you talking on the porch for a little while. Then you go into the car and like, you'd still beside the car and they'd still be talking to you. Then you'd get into the car and turn it up. And they're like, roll down the window. I still got stuff to talk to you about. Like you just couldn't leave. <laughs> Sam follows Dean outside with the beer bottle in hand and is like, what are you doing? Taking a day off. What does that mean? Personal day. I don't understand. Like, I just really like that Dean follows him out to the car. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Dean's response to this, which is last time I checked, you took a year off. You know, I, I, I needed just a day. Dean, that's not the way this works. That's not the way this works works at all. Uh, That's very mean of you to say, and it doesn't help, but go ahead. Just fucking go ahead. Just literally, it's not like, all right, uh, I got a call from a friend. I got to go sort it out. Don't worry. I would just appreciate it if I just you just let me handle this by myself. Uh, I'll see you in a couple days. Everything's fine. Hey, here, here's the give thing. Him, give him a little taste. Here, here's what you tell Sam. The racist truck is back and my nipple girl needs me. I got to leave. <laughs> and I don't want you there this time because all of my nipples are going to yeah. get played with. Like, that's what yeah. you just tell Sam. Sam, there's going to be a lot of nipple action and you don't want to be there. You, you didn't want to be there you last want, time. You don't need to be there. You don't need to see my nipples, Sam. <laughs> We've been brothers for 30 years and you still haven't seen my nipples and I'd like to keep it that way. If you want to call in sick to work, you say you have explosive diarrhea. If you want to call in sick to hunting with your brother, you say that there's going to be a bunch of nipple action. This is just standard stuff. Like, they should know this about it. Standard stuff. (laughs) Yeah. They've been hunting together for a long time. It's season eight. Um... So I'm sorry. I'm just actually picturing him saying that and like gesturing towards his nipples while he's doing it. Like, look, yeah. look, 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 look at these guys. They're already hard. They're already firm. <laughs> I'm about to rip this t-shirt straight open. Sam, it's, get back inside. I need to go. Sam, this is flannel, and you can still see the impression. Think look about it, that, Sam. <laughs> I'm gonna need a sewing kit because I just tore my flannel shirt open. This is a mega Audi, okay? <laughs> this is a mega Audi's right here. This is a mega Audi situation. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about this if you don't go back inside soon. It's about to get weird. Please, Sam. <laughs> Please just let me go. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! 
<laughs> so Sam heads back inside and just is like, all right, I can. That was weird. I just saw Deed's nipple slicing through his uh, vintage tee. Yep. And now I need to, that, to go do something to, that to relax. That was my Ramon shirt. Thanks, Dean. Yeah, that, <laughs> thanks, Dean. Um, so he's like, I need to go cool off. I need to do something to relax. I'll go stalk my ex girlfriend. It's not stalking. It's just checking, Chris. It's just checking. Um, I think he says that, doesn't he? <laughs> he literally says that as he's, as he's breaking into her credit card account to see what she's buying. Um, ostensibly, he was supposed to be tracking down Kevin, but that's that's not really happening. Um, and he starts seeing... Um, uh, he, he starts hearing this weird noise. Um, actually, we, we see... like As Dean gets in the car and leaves, I think we see like a flashback to him and Denny like, killing a bunch of vampires with their perk weapons. Um, and then we see, this, see Sam... Who's getting this like having hearing this like squeaky noise, which is a fan in the bathroom, and starts remembering this time uh, where he was staying in a shitty hotel, and he's talking to Everett Emmett. What's this dude's name? I didn't really pay attention. To I this. don't know. It's really nice of Sam to remember the kid's name because I didn't. Sure. Yeah. Good job, Sam. Um, and basically, like through through this is like, hey, I can fix this air conditioner. The little kid is like, well, then you got a job, fella. <laughs> and he's like eighteen. Yeah. Like, where are your parents? <laughs> Who are the owners of this establishment? <laughs> Who gave you permission to talk to strangers? How do you know to fill out a W-4? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he basically just gets a job as a maintenance guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brought this up last time. I think the last episode we brought this up and about like what Sam has been doing for this year. And like, is he, is he going back to college? What has he been doing? And working as a maintenance guy at a shitty hotel is is like kind of Sam Winchester 101 to me. Like The last time he yeah. went off on his own, it was a... A bartender. What was his name? What was his fake name? Like George Keith, Keith, Keith Sam. Keith Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never trust a guy with two dumb first names. I guess. <clears throat> um, Meanwhile, uh, Dean shows up at the docks. Uh, he finds Benny's truck. He finds an ice chest filled with uh, like kind of stolen, donated blood. Uh, I guess to show is like, hey, Benny hasn't been feeding on people. Which is is mm-hmm. Dean's? Uh, that's one of the reasons that Dean is going to let this dude go because he hasn't. He's he promised not to feed on anybody. Which <clears throat> I mean, I get. I'm okay with. I'm fine with. I, I don't really care. Like, I, but also it's just because I don't care about Benny at all. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need this to be happening. Yeah, it's not like I don't know. It's every every character that became like a main character became a main character sort of by accident, sort of through the writing. Like Bobby was just a one-off character. Ellen and Joe were one-off characters. Um, Castiel was probably like a one-off character. You know, maybe they would show up for one or two episodes, but then they take off because they work really well in the, in the show and the fans like them. And it all just happens organically. But when they try to shove characters in there, it, it never really seems to work out. Yeah. I, I, <sighs> The thing that I always go back to is thinking about Ellen and Joe specifically, or Ash. Uh, Ellen and Joe were in, I think, five or six episodes. Ash was in less than that. And they have such an impact on the series. Uh, I don't think that anybody really gives a shit about Benny in this day and age, whereas I think everybody is pretty emotional about still about Ellen and Joe. Um, that's that's something to do with the writing. I, th- I, think, I think they just introduce mm-hmm. him and expect us to like him too much too fast. Uh, Ellen and Joe were characters that showed up and were just like, Hey, how you doing? And then they developed a relationship over time. And that doesn't right. seem to be what's happening here. It seems like we're, we meet Benny in this episode that like, cause everything else has been kind of flashbacks. We don't really know anything about Benny until this episode. So we're just kind of expected to get carried along into all of his emotional bullshit. And it kind of doesn't work. 
Mm-hmm. Eventually, Dean finds Benny, hands over all of this like stolen, donated blood, which, man, like I can't, I, I'm not one to call people hypocritical, but I just, I think back to the time that Dean was really upset about those vampires drinking cows, and now he, like, he's totally cool with this dude drinking just stolen, mm-hmm. donated mm-hmm. blood. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I mean... It feels like every every season they just do some more stuff that contradicts stuff that they used to do. I don't know. Um, that's I mean, it's because we're, we're covering a soap, a soap opera on a podcast. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, the next morning or the next day, I don't I don't really know how this works in, in time ways, but uh, he drinks all the blood and he feels a lot better. And he tells Dean like, "Okay, thank you for the help. You can leave now." And Dean's like, "No, no way, dude. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm you know you're my friend, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna help you no matter what." Which starts another flashback, and this time it's Castiel along with Dean and Benny in, the, in Purgatory, and he's just, like, slaughtering monsters along with them. Uh, but Benny is saying, like, hey, Castiel is attracting all of these monsters. This is making our job much more difficult to get to the exit. We should just ditch also, him. Also, we, we did get to see some, like, Castiel smoking some dudes. Hell yeah. pretty cool. It, th- that was probably the best part of this episode, Chris, to be yeah. honest with you. Because yeah. we're going to go off the fucking rails with the, with the vampire like, pirates. Like touching a guy's head and fucking burning his shit it's out. so I like, good. Yeah, I love Castiel. that shit, man. It's so great. It's way better than vampires. Way better. Yeah. Uh, but he's basically saying, like, hey, we should ditch, ditch Cass. And, and Dean, who is known for his, you know, stalwart friendship, is like, no, he's my friend. We're going to do it. Just like he is with Benny. Do you get it? Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. You get it? Yep. Uh, at some point, Cass, I don't remember what he was replying to, but he says, I am not your aunt. <laughs> I don't remember why. <laughs> Something Benny says. I was thinking, yes, Cass. Yeah, Benny makes I it, am not your aunt. <laughs> Benny makes a joke about Aunt Flo here, uh, or, or, you know, trying to imply that Castiel has a menstrual oh, cycle. I think it's what's happening. I see. Yeah, yeah. I see. I may have I may have Castiel's- been a little tipsy during this. <laughs> let's see just a joke friends so Cass believes that they can't cross back over that um, he can't or that that he can't but dean is like we're all going or we're all dying i don't give a shit um and it's very nice and it's the kind of loyalty that dean used to show to sam and i'm glad that it at least still applies to castiel um i'm sure that won't last much longer either knowing him yeah uh, you know Seeing this just makes me want more Dean and Castiel together. Like that's that's all this all these flashbacks do is make me want to not not hang out with Benny and just deal with. De- I would much rather these flashbacks be just Dean and Cass. Like this Benny stuff, mm-hmm. I just don't care about. Um, so Dean eventually gets it out of Benny that Benny is hunting the vampire that killed him, um, so that he can kill the vampire who again referred to only as the old man throughout this episode mm-hmm. before he kills Benny again. Um. And we go back to Sam, who is sitting outside on top of the Impala, uh, mm-hmm. just reading a newspaper <laughs> outside a of newspaper. a bar. <laughs> it is socks. <laughs> it's some socks. It's, and some tidy whities. Uh, calm down, everybody. I'm just kidding. Um, he's, he just <laughs> he sees somebody goes to an, go to an ice machine and then remembers fixing an ice machine, which uh-huh. I just wish these flashbacks weren't so fucking obvious, Chris. Like... I mean, how can this dude just walk around without remembering everything that's ever happened over the last year? I don't, I don't, I don't do I don't this. Know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the fla- is this the flashback where he's just in Amelia's like motel room and then she comes home and she's like, what the fuck are you doing in here? You're the guy from the vet. 100%. Yeah. he did. They're like, oh yeah, go fix this sink. And then she just walks in for whatever reason. And I, I, if, I, if I'm remembering right, this will eventually get dealt with, but uh Anytime we see Amelia's hotel room, this motel that she's staying in, 
uh, it's just littered in alcoholic, like empty uh, uh-huh. empty beer bottles. Like there's a bunch of. But uh, she still bar- looks very put together all the time. Yeah, like it's, it's basically like she's a vet by day and an alcoholic by night. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. her, that's her whole scene. Also, like a lot of times her doors just open at this motel, and she's just sitting there, like feet hanging out in the parking lot, watching TV inside. Like, what are you doing, woman? This this seems a little odd. Like it's it's hard for me to to pick up the idea of a uh, like a drifter vet because in my in my mind a veterinarian is somebody who like has a practice or like lives somewhere and a, and starts working at a practice to eventually take it over or whatever like there I've never heard of a vet that just like travels around like you know because she's got emotional baggage so she has to live in a motel oh boy does she and we'll get like, to can't all she of- find an apartment she has a great job. We jump back to uh, Benny and Dean. I just have- want to say that she's very comfortable around Sam, despite accusing him of being a stalker. And he's like, fine, I'll leave. But she's she's very comfortable around him because he's a very hot guy. Sam is seven foot nine. And she is just like, you should leave right now, sir. In a kind of a flirty way. Like, it's kind of... You could tell she finally kind of finds this whole thing hot a little bit. Like, ooh, I've, I've seen this on <laughs> Cinemax before. <I'd- laughs> Please break into my room again. <laughs> This is not an invasion of my privacy whatsoever. He even chides her a it little is. bit too, by the it way, is. which is going to set up a uh, like a, a oh, a, when he a, starts nagging her, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's he's like, why? What are you doing here? He's like, well, I was fixing your seat because somebody shoved a lot of limes in it and broke the whatever. And I'm like, what? What? The, what, what are you doing? This is so weird. <sighs> he's like, oh, sorry, I was just fixing this thing. I'll leave. That's the normal reaction. Yeah, like, let me go put on a janitor shirt, so next time that you see me, I'll be in, like, normal clothes instead of just being this giant weirdo in flannel. Instead, I'm just in here in my socks with a newspaper tucked in my back pocket, because I was just lying on the hood of my car. <laughs> this kinda, I saw uh, you coming, so I snuck in here and started pretending to fix your sink. just picked up this lore at the local church, and I had to read it, and then I got a call for your sink. This is what I'm doing here. What are you doing? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> put limes in your sink. Goddamn. Why are you doing this? Okay. Okay. So we go back to Benny uh, and Dean, who find like some clues, and it comes out that uh, Benny's old nest had a had a kind of a perfect setup. They lived on an island. Uh, they had people on land who would uh, kind of figure out which yachts on, on were going out into the sea for a lengthy period of time that were full of rich, you know, people, and they would go board the lot the, the yachts and then eat all of them, burn the yacht into the sea so that they would never get caught. Uh, Dean immediately says, oh, you're vampires. You're vampire pirates. You're vampires. And Benny is like, I can't believe nobody ever thought of that. He's like, and Dean says, it's like the third thing that you say. Yeah. <laughs> what are the first two things that you say when they hear The first this? two things that you say are vampire, pirate, and then okay. you say vampire. There you go. Okay. That's perfect. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. That's great. <laughs> it's, it's the best joke in this episode. Vampires is really funny. Uh, Benny just hates this whole thing. He hates it a lot. This idea, uh, I actually kind of find this pretty compelling. Uh, I'm kind of immersing myself. Oh, yeah. as, and, and as for an unrelated project, I'm uh, immersing myself into some vampire culture right now. And I, I kind of dig Hell the yeah. idea of vampire pirates. They're like, yes, we go out by <laughs> we go out by night <laughs> in our in our little like you know our God, water cutters. I don't know what you call boats. What are what are boats called? Schooners. Boats. They go back in their schooners. schooners. Yeah, ships. I don't fucking know. And then take over this like it's a very kind of like it's 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 a cool gimmick. Like thirty days of night is a cool gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a cool idea for a vampire. I think. Yeah, it's just a shame that we don't get to like do anything cool with it. 
honestly, I would have liked to see this as opposed to be told about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dean also finds a bunch of cash, which he pockets, which I like. I like I like Dean. I like Scavenger Dean. They also find a cable bill, which leads them to the island, uh, which is pretty convenient. It's uh, pretty convenient stuff. They they jump in the car and they leave, and uh, Benny, who is still feeling pretty weak in the knee, starts uh, sipping a little blood juice. Yeah, like he's got a fucking Capri Sun full of blood. Dean gets a little squeegee about this, which I find yeah. very adorable because it's actual yeah. human fucking blood, and he'd be a little squeegee about this. Right. I mean, it's cool when his brother was drinking demon blood out of that uh, gallon jug before they took down Lucifer. But this makes him a little bit, a uh, little bit squeamish. Yeah, which is, oh yeah, they did drain a bunch of bodies for this, didn't they? Yeah, not for this, but for that. Where like the, the, when Dean, the, when yeah. uh, Sam had to get powered up, they literally like had bodies hung upside down and were draining their blood out of them. But like this freaks him out a little bit. He's like, "Please, can you stop me, guys? Please just like watch the show that you're writing for. Is that so much to ask? <laughs> just watch. Like I don't expect you to do a podcast mm. about it, but to maybe just make some notes. <laughs> <laughs> just- this entire scene is Benny saying he fell in love with the woman. He stopped being a vampire, uh, but his. Uh, his vamp daddy didn't like it. Vamp daddy said that Benny was his favorite. Um, so when when Benny quit quit vamping to settle down with a with a lovely lady, uh, vamp daddy came to uh, kill him, and that's exactly what he did. Yep. And the last thing that he saw was uh, his sweetheart's heart getting ripped out or something. Um. Yeah, sure. I don't remember that part, but yeah, I'll go with you on that. Uh, um, yes, all of that happened, and it was it was kind of bad. Uh, Dean is very excited about this. He's like, "Oh, you're yeah. on a revenge kick. I can get behind some re- some vengeance. Let's do this." <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> yeah, you should have told me this at the, on the phone. Um, yeah. They go <laughs> I to brought my brother. <laughs> they uh, seriously, I would have brought the whole fam. We're good at this. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of our thing. I like this next scene because it's actually Dean and Benny on a boat on some water and in in the outdoors or else like a really complicated set that they put together to make it look yeah, like this yeah but uh i love it because dean like sits on the front of the boat with his legs hanging off at each side to like get them to like pull them up on shore or whatever like it's just mm-hmm. very it's it's just it's, we don't get outdoor stuff like this very often like they're, it's a zoomed way out like you can see the the fog on the water like this just feels good for supernatural i love it when they go into yeah. the outdoors and it's not just Definitely. you know gray woods or whatever wet pipe factors exactly um and then he starts to text sam to be like hey buddy uh hey bro mind if i call you bro um i'm gonna head into a vamp nest right now just thought i'd let you know um not alone (laughs) make sure to specify not alone yeah with a pal um but he he types out this text and i was like all right thanks dean but no he deletes the text and he doesn't send it why are you deleting that text man it's not cool yeah, stop being so wishy-washy. You're not cheating on your girlfriend. It's your brother. They break out the purgatory weapons they uh, they have managed to keep. I'm very curious how uh, Benny kept his purgatory weapons, considering he had to be in Dean's arm like this was Bionic mm-hmm. Commando in uh, 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> it's a real deep reference for Bionic Commando fans, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that was, I thought that would be a good joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Go look that up. It's a weird thing. Um but on the way, Benny like kind of confesses to Dean, like, I don't really feel, I feel so weird after we got out of purgatory. I don't know if this is actually real or not. I don't know if I'm real or not. Uh, I wish they would play up this up a whole lot more because I feel like as you left from purgatory, 
at a hunk's arm, it would really fuck with your sense of reality a little bit and like make you think. <laughs> yeah. I wish they, they would lean into this and not uh, what we're going to get, which is Benny's ex-girlfriend being a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? You could have turned, turned Benny into a villain at some point where like he gets so in his head about like being, being in a hunk's arm and it's not being real that he's like five episodes from now, he's like, I got to kill Dean. It's the only way to like free myself and wake myself back up or something crazy. I don't know. <sighs> Chris... Uh, do you get the feeling that Benny kind of sucks? Yeah, I do. I wonder, and, and look, uh, listeners, if you're out there, I know you are because we get, we get responses on this stuff when we put it out. But, uh, if you're out there and you're like a super Benny fan, please write into us because at the end of this season, we're going to do a feedback episode. And, uh, I'm very curious about positive Benny feedback. Like I want to hear why you like Benny. If you do, um, monster the week. Dot cool slash contact is the best way to do that, or at MOTWcast on Twitter. But yeah, I, w- I want to hear all of that stuff. Um, they break into this house. Benny finds a picture of his uh, ex girlfriend on the on the table, Reli- like a framed photo, like headshot, like you know, somebody like taken on an iPhone. Somebody like somebody graduated ago. high school. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, and immediately kind of puts together like, oh shit, she's still alive. Which you know that was a hundred years ago, so that's not right. She walks down the stairs and he they she he freezes when he sees her, of course, and then he gets captured immediately because you know this mm-hmm. is this is starting the like kind of obvious plot line of this episode. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Is it back to Sam at this point, or is it still hanging around Betty? No, we're still we we go we go over to Dean, who's like stalking through the house because they split off um, and trying to like avoid phone calls from Sam. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Then we go back to That's Sam. Where- who, yeah. who's, who's just like hanging up his phone from from calling Dean and just is continuing to, to stalk? Boy, this uh, this scene with Sam and Amelia. You, you mentioned this just a minute ago. Amelia's got her door open. Sam's dog, who is not named anything as of yet, uh, runs. He literally calls it dog. Literally calls it dog. Runs into Amelia's uh, open door and jumps in her lap, which is very cute because the dog is very cute. Uh, Sam comes in and basically start saying like i know why you're here it's because you don't have anybody you don't have any place because you're a desperate loser you're a weird drifter loser and i know because i am also one like what the fuck also what is a weird drifter loser and my name's keith sam (laughs) also that hair looks your hair looks nice this way like you should keep it that way say something nice to the girl i like your makeup (sighs) you make a good margarita apparently like i had a little sip when i was drinking from your sink because wait i didn't mean to tell you that i'm sorry shouldn't have told you that at all <laughs> or even, hey, things will get better. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like, hey, I've been through some bad stuff before too. Maybe, maybe you should blah 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 blah. I, I just, man, like it just seems so. This this relationship has not, like, obviously we don't know anything about it yet. Like, we're just now starting to see the the, the, the way it's developing. Yeah. It's such a weird thing because she is. He's criticizing her for not knowing anybody in town because he's like, you live here and you don't know anybody. I'm Keith Sam and I know everybody who works at this hotel. <laughs> And she's like, "Who is Keith Sam? Who do, why do you keep bringing that up?" <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Please stop it. <laughs> I don't. You just told me your name was Dwayne. I don't, I don't know. And you call your dog I'm dog. So absurd. It's very confusing. Uh, uh, but but yeah, then he just like he's like, "Fine, you don't like me making fun of you. I'll just take my tools and leave." Yeah, and he th- this whole thing of like, I, you know, you're not even a part of this town. A motel isn't a part of the town. It's not a part of anything. Like, Sam, can you just dial down the rhetoric a little bit? She has a job that she's yeah. being paid for, and it's not just miscellaneous janitor. Like, you're it's not, not just <laughs> breaking into girls' rooms and cleaning their sinks. You pervert. So, uh, 
Dean finally calls Sam back. Um, Sam is incredibly uh, like I, I I get this. I think this is this is actually like an appropriate response from Sam, who is just extremely angry about this whole thing, and maybe even just a little bit kind of heartbroken that Dean doesn't oh, yeah. trust him it, enough to bring him in on this. It starts off very normal because Dean calls him back, and he just go, and Sam's like, "Hey," and Dean's like, "Okay, what?" <laughs> Sam's like, "What?" <laughs> why did you call me <laughs> he's like uh kevin thing and then that's when when dean is like uh yeah i'm cleaning out a vamp nest right now um and sam says I, I can't believe you'd go into a vampire nest alone and dean says i'm not alone i have a friend and sam says is it garth dean says no he goes dean you don't have any friends all your friends are dead <laughs> yeah so matter of fact it's so good uh i love it when they reference that like <laughs> dean's literally like, that's not what i called to talk about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wanted you to buy two six packs when i get back from this whole thing of the good beer that micro brew that we got in indiana which <laughs> <laughs> really like that stuff when bobby was haunting us do you remember this season seven <laughs> really, yes dean jesus really convert me it's an ipa sam sometimes it's a double ipa i don't know the difference i just like it <laughs> get both because i don't know want to try them together i'll be home in 45 minutes <laughs> maybe i don't know uh, i don't know also i'm in a vampire nest <laughs> so uh we we go over to benny who has been restrained and is being kind of questioned by um andrea andrea is benny's girlfriend who he is he was desperately in love with who has been turned into a vampire they spend a lot of time talking to each other chris and i don't care about it i'm not really going to go through it here uh except to say that you know, she's the number two vampire now. Like, she's gotten kind of promoted above everybody else into Benny's spot, um, even though she's relatively new. And uh, as everybody else leaves, she slips him some stuff, like some, uh, she takes off his handcuffs and slips him a knife and says, like, hey, you got to kill the old man. None of us can. But if you came back right. from, from purgatory, they should say purgatory, if you came back from the dead, obviously you're stronger than all of us and you could do it. This this takes forever to happen, and like they, there's a lot mm-hmm. of like emotional soap operating at each other, which I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like a, just a bunch of like really intense stares and some makeout that happen. I, boy, mm-hmm. this takes a while. It sure does. And then it's back to Sam and Dean, and Sam is just yelling at Dean on the phone. Uh, I think at some point Dean just goes, "God, stop talking!" Yep. But then he uses the phone or Sam on the phone to distract a vampire. So, I asked you this in a text, and I think you agreed with me. This is a double brother bluff in my mind. If it's, you have it's kind of a, dub, a double brother bluff. He puts Sam on the speakerphone, sets it down, and when the vampire comes to investigate Sam yelling at his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Dean, maybe this is a good episode. <laughs> Dean sneaks up behind him and, and sneaks up behind the vampire and kills him. This is... I mean, you know, say what you want. This is a pretty good bluff. Like, this is a pretty good, a good trick. I like this. That's good. <laughs> Sam's still mad. Uh, and then Dean says something about, like, I texted you. But then, like, two seconds later, I think he breaks his phone. Um. Well, he the, he texts uh, Sam the address, does the bluff. And then when he kills the vampire, the phone gets covered in vampire blood. So it doesn't work anymore. Which oh right yeah yeah, he, yeah yeah it's like it's the time a, i dropped my ipod in the toilet sure yeah yeah he doesn't have the iphone 8 so it's not water resistant or whatever yeah yeah uh, oh. iphone 10 vampire blood resistant that's gonna be pretty dope i know we, i'm waiting for that one benny gets brought to the old man and i guess this is supposed to be some kind of big twist because they've been really hammering in the old man line i feel like this was i saw this coming like a zillion miles away yeah just like 
It's not that it's much to see comic. It was just like, all right, yeah, he's a vampire. He can look like fucking whatever. Yeah, he, he's a vampire. The old man turns out to be a teenager. Like he's just a yeah. just a real like, shitty. I, teenager. I love Twilight. Like I'm super into teen vamps. Like, <laughs> and that's what this dude looks like. He looks like an extra on the Vampire Diaries that maybe just mm-hmm. wandered really over and got lost one day. And they were like, "Hey, you, we we got we got a job for you, kid." <laughs> Bring me there's a coffee a dude, and a donut and, and put on this on the sweater. Yeah, <laughs> there's a dude the on on the Vampire Diaries who has like a similar haircut to this character. He's one of the main characters, one of the main vampire guys. Um, and it looks like this kid is just maybe like his stunt double or something. Sure, <laughs> like I'll, they look very similar. <laughs> so uh, they 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 go back and forth as you might expect. Um, he he basically tells Benny that he missed him after he killed him. He. They're, they're, they really try to make this kid be uh, super creepy in the kind of like an old man way. Like, they're really trying to do this. I don't think it works at all. I don't think the kid is that great of an actor. Like, sorry mm-hmm. if you're a um, uh, Patrick Stafford fan. <laughs> sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> but but that's, you know, I just don't feel like this dude sells this very well. Uh, but he tells Benny, like, once he killed him, he, he missed Benny and he wanted something to remember him by. And that's why he converted uh, Andrea. And uh, they, they go back and forth for, like, a while. And... Uh, Throughout this, Dean is like steady on his way to like kill a couple of vampires. Which there's a cool scene where a vampire, like two vampires, go around a corner and then you just see heads rolling out the other side, which yeah, I think is pretty yeah. dope. That was good. He's doing some stealth moves. Yeah, we do have a flashback to Purgatory, which is where we learn that Benny uh, swears that even before he died, he wasn't drinking human blood. He was just, uh, you know, saying like, "Hey, it wasn't legit. Like I, I was stealing blood. It wasn't my donated blood. Blood was not donated to me." I think is what he says. But I'm. I wasn't yeah. taking it out of a live human. Yeah, he was. He's drinking blood, not drinking people. And I'm like, all right, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And uh, they're still with Cass in Purgatory, and this is when Leviathan starts showing up. And I really, this is kind of a dope move. This is cool as shit. Like the Leviathans literally start falling from the sky, and uh, they hit like a meteorite. Like it makes an impact, and then uh, unfortunately, the thing that I don't like is they just like. Did they turn into like Matrix extras with the like black suits mm-hmm. on? <laughs> like, like they went into they, the Matrix. I wish that suits. they hadn't even shown us what the Leviathans looked like because they're in Purgatory. They should be in their original forms. Agreed. Uh, and we get these these like meteorites of like black goo, and there's these explosions, and we could have just seen that. And then they, I don't know if they could have done an effect where we just see sort of like the shapes of things rising up from the ground, and we don't actually get to see them, or they just pan the camera away as these things crash in somebody says leviathans and they all run like it doesn't have to show us the, the, the matrix extras i would have liked to seen and i i totally agree with you i'd have liked to see these things hit i'd have liked to see the the black goo come up and i would have like a cut to um the three of them as their like eyes slowly look up as if these like leviathans are actually like a levi like huge right like yeah. they're in their natural habitat like, this like they're supposed them. to be yeah exactly like a huge form that they can't comp- comprehend almost and they have to like turn around and like run the fuck away um, that would have been very cool <laughs> yeah like i would have liked to see that as opposed to them turning to matrix extras and then just like fighting for a little while <laughs> so yeah. uh we go back to sam who steals the most conspicuous vehicle in the parking lot which mm-hmm. is like a mustang mm-hmm. with chrome wheels i mean I, I get it it's easy to hotwire but sam like people are gonna miss that car like it's not a stand sam. it's not like a nissan stanza what are you doing <laughs> sam please are you uh, uh then we get more we get more flashbacks uh oh i think this is this is what the the dog ran into Amelia's room. Yeah, uh, I think I, I said, we I said talked that about was this earlier, before. Yeah, because yeah, there was two flashbacks for the same conversation. Um, but yeah, this is her just like leaving her door open. The dog runs in. He just walks in. He compliments her 
like stitching abilities because she like stitched up the dog. Um, she says that Sam is creepy, and I'm like, I mean, he's a hunk and a half, but he is sure fucking creepy. Um, he sits down. Shockingly, he sits down. He just comes in and sits down. And he doesn't lay down on the hood of the Impala reading a newspaper. Uh, but he sits down, and then they talk about how. Neither of them know where they're going. They have no one. They're both being emo about losing people. Um, and I'm not, you know, people throw that term around as an insult. But these two are being emo. And now there's yeah. no getting around it. Uh, and then New Sam, cut back to Sam, and he's like, exactly. And then, no, you got it right. You got it right. Uh, this time, <laughs> Sam, we see him in the car. And he's just like flexing that steering wheel. And he's real upset. And he starts driving faster. And he's trying to find Dean. Then we get some more vamp drama. Yeah, I kind of got mixed up in the, um, the 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 sequence of flashbacks where Sam bonding with Amelia. Do you think that Sam flirting by saying that they have both lost people is like a is that like a dope way to pick up chicks? I've been in a relationship for That's a long time. That's his thing. Is that like a he way? Hits them, to, he hits them to, with the puppy dog eyes. If, and, I, if, uh, if I hit the if, if Autumn divorces me tomorrow and I hit the bar, am I like yeah? My grandfather I've died three lost. years ago, yeah. and, and I don't like, talk to my Ooh. sister very much, and I'm feeling weird, kind of weird about it. Like, is that is yeah. that something? Is that the way? Is that what girls are into nowadays? They think that you're dark and mysterious. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And you go, I love goth. I like brand new. Yeah, I love brand new. <laughs> like brand new what? Says the chick. <laughs> brand new jeans. I love brand new jeans. And then you go, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually know what this is. I don't actually. <laughs> Hold on. I have to call my friend Chris. <laughs> you I'll be out. right back. Can I just like have like a uh, Apple Airbud in my in my ear so that you can feed me lines to pick up chicks? Can that happen? That's, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> it's, like, it's basically like podcasting, real life podcasting. <laughs> Um, so Sam is on the way over there. Uh, we go back to Benny, who is still like kind of talking to the old man, and they have like this extended conversation about, um, you know, you know, you don't have Andrea. She, she, you've never had her because I. She gave me this knife, and he like kills this, kills the other vampire in the room, and then he does like a cool handcuff move where he like swings somebody around and does a thing, but like. Yeah, and, and like even yeah. the vampire's like, "Where'd you learn how to fight like that?" And he's like, well, "I learned it from Dean. He's my new best friend." And I'm like, "Who's <laughs> Dean?" <from> watching you. <laughs> Who's Dean? Yeah. Who's Dean? He shouts as his head gets cut off. <laughs> Who's Dean? Uh, the old man goes into like this whole speech about what evil is and how they're actually evil and they're not actually really alive and that's what Benny's problem was. He's just never he's not been human and all this other stuff. Uh, again, as somebody who's who's who is is very much into vampire stuff right now, this is really not working for me. This feels very bland mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, and you know, part of me is excited. Like, okay, cool. They brought back werewolves last episode. They're bringing back uh, Brick Holmes. They're bringing back uh, vampires. Finally. All the classics. <laughs> Finally, the return to Brick Holmes that the fans demanded. <laughs> All the classics, but they're like not doing them well. I mean, Brick Holmes is a ten out of ten monster of the week, but the va- uh, the vampires are like, eh. and then the werewolves it was a found footage, eh, you know. So. That's why uh, that's why they call this episode Brick Holmes Part Two. Is because he shows mm-hmm. up at the very end and saves the day. How did he get alive? How is he still alive? And, uh, and then I, Dean goes, "See Sam, I told you I was with the friends." And then Brick Holmes <laughs> shakes Sam's hand. He goes, "I heard you're a fan. Heard you're a fan, bud. Me and your brother go back a long way." <laughs> and Sam's like, "You never told me." He's like, "I just you weren't chill enough to find out, bro." D- Dean says it never came up, and Sam says it totally came up. <laughs> We hunted him. That was the time to tell me. You were friends with Brick Holmes. God damn it, Dean. All of the secrets are making me sick. (laughs) Uh, Jesus. So he grabs the, the old man. The old man has this speech about how, like, I've been alive forever. This is not your story. 
this is my story and I'm going to go out the way I choose. And Benny like off screen kills him, goes out to Andrea who has asked him and who's told him like, Hey, if you go kill uh, this dude, we can be together. And of course, like she says, no, 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 we've actually got a pretty good setup with this whole, like killing yachts, killing yachts full of people and drinking them and burn them in the ocean thing. Like I kind of want to do that. Uh, and Benny is, is super disappointed in this. And there's like this super emotional scene where they like stare at each other and they're like, you know, Oh my God, I can't believe you would betray me. And you're a monster just like I am. And you got turned into monsters by just like me and all of this other stuff. And Chris, I, I'll be honest with you. Just again, this falls completely flat for me. I, I, I like this actress a lot. I think she's pretty good at this, but she's not given a lot to work with. And yeah, it's, this just like it comes out of nowhere and it and it goes nowhere. Like it, it comes from the same place that it goes. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do with any of this. The only like really good line here is she says, uh, like basically, like you think you're better than me, and he says, no, I think we're all damned. And that's when she kind of rears back and her her fangs come out. Like okay. F you, Benny. And then Dean runs up behind and, and takes her out. Yep. Uh, Dean stabs her through the chest. Uh, and then she's very surprised. And then he cuts off her head. And uh, that's pretty much that. Um, they they walk outside and we almost have like a like a brother moment with Dean and, and Benny outside. Like the kind of post-conflict bonding moment. And Benny says, mm-hmm. you know, hey, Dean, why did, why did you even bother resurrecting me? Like you could have just poured my my soul into any like i think he says like any old skeleton in the graveyard or something some shit like that and i'm like i mean you could have just done it on the ground too homie <laughs> we have sewers now i don't know when you were in new orleans last but there's sewers yeah. now you could have just gone into the sewage system um but he's he's kind of fucked up like why why did you even do this like why did you bother like you could have just you could have just betrayed me like everybody else does and and dean is like what the hell man we're friends this is what i do yeah it's, it's nice to hear that from dean for a change it's been yeah, a while totally Except, it's, um, again, it's used on Benny and not anybody else. Man, I must be getting this episode all out of order, because in my notes, this is where the Leviathans land like meteors, but I thought they already done that, so I don't... I'm not, oh, I might yeah, get a little no, confused. I also now have that in my notes here, so I guess we both just jumped the gun both times. Jesus um, Christ, we just want to get to but, like the very few good parts of this episode. Yeah, this, this flashback, we, we see the Leviathan fight in, in, in the Perg, and Benny saves Cass, uh, and I think that's supposed to be the moment where... They all become friends because previously he didn't want Cass around. Castiel was drawing in the the Leviathans. He was like a beacon for them. Um, but Dean refused to let go. And this is where Benny says, okay, I'm with you guys. And he, and he helps out Castiel. Which that means that that's an, uh, an act of kindness or an act of friendship and not just him saying, you know, I need to keep Dean alive because Dean's my ticket out of here. Castiel is not his ticket out. Um, but he but he chooses to help him, which is nice. It's good, good on you, Benny. Call me a cynical motherfucker, Chris, but I just view this as I know that Dean won't take me if Castiel is not here, so I'm going to do everything I can to protect both of them. Um, yeah, I mean, like I just like I don't I don't feel like this is any kind of like I don't know that's what this is like. This is when Dean is like, oh, Benny is my friend, just like Castiel. But like, there's plenty of people that he has saved in like in combat situations where there aren't besties anymore. Like, I, I right, I, right. This kind of falls flat for me as well. But it, it's nice. Like, I, I like the I like like. Again, I like when Castiel shows up with that full beard. I'm into that. I'm into that a whole lot. It's a good beard. It's a good beard. So uh, they they boat back to the mainland because this is on an island. Let's not forget that they were on the island of vampires. Uh, And Sam is waiting for them. uh, And he is introduced to Benny. They have a handshake. Sam uh, and this kind of weird slow-mo... Um, very tense, silent shot. Sam, as he's shaking Benny's hand, realizes that he's a vampire and like, 
very slowly like starts opening the knife holster on his belt, which boy, that looks dorky as hell out of context. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Dean like kind of looks at him and shakes his head no and and and, and Sam just like kind of stops and doesn't do anything. Uh but boy is he super mad. And when Benny turns to go is like, see you later, I'm sure you guys have a lot to talk about. Sam like almost like throws his hand, his hands up in exasperation. It's like, what the fuck, Dean? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Because Benny is like shaking his hand as if like assuming that Sam knows about what's going on. Um and then he's like, Oh you, you yeah, don't. You okay. Totally you totally don't, my bad. Like I should probably leave so you boys can talk. Um Yeah. Again, this is a situation where I feel like they they could just talk. And maybe that's the beginning of the next episode. Maybe the next episode starts off at the docks and it's Sam and Dean sitting down and talking about this. And I could be totally wrong. Uh, yeah. But, boy, they could just talk at this point. Yeah. I, uh, and hopefully they will. And this is, you know, I don't know. I just feel like Dean very easily could have even said, like, I need to go do this by myself. But here's the deal. Obviously, Sam would be like, I'm not letting you go into a vampire nest by yourself. But I, I don't know. I just think at this point in their career, they've been through enough together that Dean should be able to tell Sam what's going on, um, even if he doesn't give him all the details, but just tell him what's going on. Uh, and Sam would say, OK, but they just want to, you know, they want to create drama. They want to keep secrets. And it's it's not what I, I don't think it's what Sam and Dean would do, but it's what the writers keep insisting that they would do. Exactly. And, we, and we've had this issue before, um, you know. We've even talked about, like, very early on in the podcast of keeping track of all the secrets that we're going to keep from each other and being surprised that it wasn't, um, uh, like, that it wasn't, it wasn't so prevalent in the early seasons. I, I, again, I, I, I just, I know I've talked about this a lot. I just don't give a shit about Benny yet. And this, this emotional backstory of him being the vampire with a heart of gold, uh, which is the reason that him and Dean are friends because they went through all this shit together. It it works to an extent, but now that they're back in the real world, I, I have a hard time like kind of going along with this, especially with all of like Dean's up for killing vampires and he's up for a vengeance routine. I, I get that. I'm, I'm I'm I get that part of it. Uh, but protecting him, covering up for him, um, allowing him to steal blood that could you know in theory go to need, needful humans that could also probably use that blood, uh, and then kind of lying by omission to Sam feels feels very out of character for the the stuff that they've gone through. I know Dean very often reflects all this shit and carries this, this all of this bullshit and guilt and weirdness inside of him and doesn't want to talk about it. And I know that's a large part of Dean's character, but but boy, like at a certain point it's just easier to tell your brother who you're hunting stuff with and you know, in that fart filled impala all twenty four seven that just yeah. tell him the story. I think that telling him the story is the easiest way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh from everything that we know about the characters, that's the easiest way to handle it. Um, something that we missed, by the way, was, uh, as, as Castiel, Benny and Dean are fighting their way through purgatory. Uh, I believe it's Castiel who says, uh, man, it really brings up like a kind of a philosophical question of if you, if monsters go to purgatory when they die, where do they go when they die in purgatory? Which I think is kind of an interesting Mm -hmm. question. Um, that, that, that kind of like philosophical celestial shit really works for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Any, any last thoughts on this? No, I mean I don't. I don't mean to be hating. We're just goofing, but I'm hoping that the season will get stronger soon. Me too. Uh, next week is Garth, everybody. So uh, he's kind of a fan favorite. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, we we do like Garth. Uh, I, I do want to say that in the trivia section, uh, it said that Dean references a novel called Vampires when he describes the lifestyle of Benny's Nest, 
which is going to be the next book that I read because I didn't know there was a book called Vampires. So I've got to go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> really into that. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. We love you. Uh, thank you to the patrons at patreon.com slash sponsor of the week for donating a couple of bucks a month and getting cool stuff for it. Uh, but mostly just helping us out creating new shows and, and new hashtag content. Um, if you are, I think I posted a tweet about this the other day. Um, if you were watching Supernatural at any point and you want to write in, uh, go ahead and do so. And just like, if you're in season 13 and you have a comment, uh, and just, you can go ahead and send that in now. I actually have documents for like season nine, season 12 and season 13. So I'm, I'm actually restoring all of that stuff for those appropriate and I'm dating them too. So like by the time season 13 comes around, I'll be like back in 2018 because we're going to go back to, yeah. you know, starting with season nine, we'll cover half an episode per podcast. So we're just going to slow down considerably. Right, right, uh, right, but so right. go ahead and write all that stuff in at the end of each season. We're going to do a feedback episode and when, when we'll talk about all of that stuff. Chris, where are you at on Twitter? And what it is? I am at Local Bones on Twitter. I am at JG Greer. Come talk to the both of us if you want to talk to the podcast at MOTWCast. Uh, that's it. We'll be back next week for some girth. Later. Yeah, as long as we bring the uh, increasingly bizarre lives of Sam and Dean to the table, I think we're, I think we're doing all right. Like, just, I, I really want to just start running with with like we've made all these little jokes about like Sam on the roof of the Impala, but I, I just I love running with that as if like that's something like we create our own versions. There's the podcast version of, of Sam and Dean that are you know we make references, but I, I like that like. Sam on the Impala and Dean's nipples like really came back strong this time around. <laughs> like what we think that they're doing consistently when we, the camera's not on them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> the nipple bit. I think is probably <laughs> had a lot of fun with that. I'm just gonna say that it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> those uh, espresso will do to you. I'm telling you, man, it gets exciting. <laughs> Suddenly, you're talking about nipples. <laughs> Thank God. Hi. Hello. Oh, <laughs> as I predicted earlier, <laughs> we can't hear each other. Uh... Yo, yo, yo. No, I can't hear you. Wait. Can you hear? Something. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. <laughs> What's up, Chris Moser? How are you today? I talked for... Uh, let's check the clock. I check. I talked for six minutes and forty seconds before you arrived. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a lot of talking. We had most a, of it's not good. <laughs> we had a little bit of an emergency over here, so that's why I'm a little Uh-oh. bit late. Uh-oh. Uh oh. As I was dog getting, emergency was was it a dog it, emergency? It was definitely a dog emergency. Yeah. We uh yeah. we we were I was setting up for my podcast and I hear oh my god no from the other room and <laughs> Autumn comes here and she said. Avon is covered in feces, and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> apparently this dude I mean, found... It's not funny, but it's funny. Oh, it's very funny. Um, apparently he found some, not even like just normal feces, some like super gross feces in the, in the, in the yard and just decided to, mm-hmm. you know, roll around in it for a little while. Yeah. So he had to have like a, an emergency bath session to... Very funny. Did you then have to take a bath after? <sighs> no, no, no. Luckily we have that, that, that cool ass shower that we built over the over Christmas holidays. 
Uh, listeners might remember me talking a lot about that. Ah, in indeed. December episodes. Uh, friend of the show, Jeremy Shower. <laughs> friend of the show, Jeremy Shower. Uh, and yes, so it's pretty easy to get dogs in there. And we've got one of those like handheld uh, shower heads that you uh-huh. can break off the top. And then it has a little button so you can turn it on and off. So it's real easy to watch a dog. But I mean, as easy as it is ever to watch a dog. <laughs> like not, it's yeah. not necessarily ever right. easy, but yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, um... I well, I read I read a lot of Supernatural Nevermore, and f- for whatever reason, I really struggle to read this out loud. I stumble over everything. Okay, oh, uh, so it's no matter what. So what you're saying is I need a lot of editing. Is what I'm going to be. I mean, who I'm gives hearing. a shit? Really, I find that the more I that shit. I write, well, you don't. Need, it's fine. Leave it. Just leave it. Just throw the music in. People understand that I'm. Um, just throw really the music in. Talking. Thank you for dismissing my entire in. job in this in this relationship. Just throw the fucking just music in. in. Just fine. put it up on fucking Fireside. Um, what the fuck are you doing, Jeremy? Yeah, <laughs> just upload that shit. What are you doing? I don't care that you're at work. Um, <laughs> I I find that the more that I write, like it, the, the harder uh, you could, as evidenced right now, the harder I have a time of talking. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like I forgot how to think from brain to mouth, and like oh, I think brain to finger now, right? Because I had to type. Chris, you oh, know I've God. been um, I've, I've I've been super supportive about your writing endeavors. I think yeah. it's really important for people yeah. to be creative, even if like, they like have to sacrifice things like social media to do so. Like I think I think like that's an important thing for people to do is try to get like something out into the world that they made because it makes them feel better. Um, if it's going to ruin you as a podcast host, though, then fuck <laughs> off. Just start looking at Twitter it's, again. I don't care. If it's going to ruin me as a speaker. <laughs> Once you as a podcast host, goddammit. I've been I've been, you know, popping in a little bit to Twitter more and more, sending out some stupid tweet like once a day at least. Um and then I and then I back oh, yeah. it up and then I think, okay, don't do this too much or you're gonna have a bad time. So I was telling uh Autumn that I've been on a social media break. Autumn's been out of town mm-hmm. for the last couple of days. But um I was telling Autumn that I've been on a social media break and uh I said, yeah, like I haven't looked at Twitter since probably the weekend, um, like last Friday or something. And she's like, oh, does that make you special? And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just trying to take a break. And she's like, Ooh. and uh, I can't remember what she said. I, was, I think she said, but there's been some good tweets, though. And I said, yeah, <laughs> actually, that's the same thing that Chris told me when I told him this, that he had made a few good tweets and then he sent them to me for my approval. So that was... Um, I think that was that was earlier today, uh, and then right before this podcast, she was uh, playing with the, the two of the good dogs, not the not the feces filled dog, in the mm-hmm. in the master bedroom, and uh, she's like, "Jeremy, did you see this tweet about the Cheetos fingers? That's a good tweet. Tell him I said that he has good tweet. I want Chris to know that he has good tweets. I just, I just saw that she liked it. And <laughs> <laughs> my Robert Frost tweet. That one was also a good tweet. I personally just thought it was funny because I've done the whole, like, I take Shakespeare or I take a song lyric and, like, I'll be like, been living most of our lives, uh, or been spending most of our lives living in a gamer's paradise. And that's it. I just put a little quote. Everybody knows what I'm doing. Nobody really laughs, but I appreciate it. This one I went for. Here's the method behind it. Here's a little inside baseball for you, Uh-oh. Jeremy. Let's get uh, here. Let's hear it. <laughs> It's that I quoted Robert Frost, but I changed it, oh, and good. it's not really what he said. He did so you're not saying talk about gamers. The direct path to social media success is to copy a famous person that wrote something good and and change words so that it fits your narrative, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, but still quote them as saying it. Like, if I said, uh, 
make Supernatural great again and then said, you know, quote, Donald Trump. That would be like a good tweet is what you're telling me. That'd be like a Uh, dope ass tweet. I'm just just learning from you. (laughs) I learned it it from watching you, baby Chris. Okay. Um, Just do it for dead people because they can't they can't be involved. (laughs) Oh, just dead people. Okay, mm-hmm. so well, um, I personally know Robert Frost because there was a statue of him at my college campus, and it was life size. I would say, in fact, it was larger than life. I would. So pers- I personally know Robert Frost because I met a statue. Is that what you just said? Am I that an is X-Men what cartoon I said. right now? Is Jeremy, I'm writing a fantasy novel. Okay, I live in a different realm. All right, <laughs> I can't. I can't handle this, Chris. Where statues come alive. I'm actually. I should write something about Robert Frost into my novel. I don't think he really applies, but I'll write it. I can take a note. We were um, so we're covering for Days of Future Cast. We're covering the um, there's a 1999 cartoon uh, on the Avengers, and it's all like the Avengers. But what if they had power armor? So you get all of those like Power Ranger montages of them putting okay. on armor, like Ant Man putting on armor for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell yeah! And so they recently had to attack one of the uh, most famous Ant Man villains, and this was a thing that I just learned, uh, whose name is Egghead. <laughs> and uh-huh. Egghead, as you might imagine, looks like. A guy with an egg for a head. Yeah, if I, if I had to take a wild guess, I mean, <laughs> thank you, Stan Lee, for that that beautiful thing in the '60s that you just invented. Um, but as they as they approach Egghead's mansion, because he's like a, a rich guy, uh, there are like not one but multiple, like five or ten statues built in Egghead's image, except totally ripped. <laughs> what a nerd! <laughs> they come to life and start attacking the Avengers as their as a defense mechanisms. And the best part about it is like they're like in the old like like it's like a Roman statue kind of thing. Like a, that's the kind uh-huh. of like design. Uh-huh. Except, except Chris, they all have guns that shoot lasers. <laughs> so like I you have these love it. That's stone incredible. stone Roman egghead statues with a stone gun. It's a carved gun. That come a to stone life. gun that it's shoots stone lasers. Gun. It's not a real gun. Yeah, it's a stone gun that shoots lasers. But not, like that you would is... think, you would just make it out, come out of their eyes or something. But I guess Egghead it ain't that smart. So that's the content that I crave personally. That's oh, good man. shit. That's um, episode fifty-one of uh, Days of Future Cast. If anybody wants to, to, that's not even out yet at the time of this recording. I don't know Ooh. when it's going to be out. That was that, that that was the same episode of that gift that I put in the Monster of the Week Discord of that robot oh, yeah. who that steps egghead? on some wood. That wasn't Egghead, but that was one of Egghead's creations. <laughs> also, also in that episode, there's an animatronic turkey that's being like floated down uh, like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, who just the sides open up. Like imagine the wing spread of, on a turkey, like and he just like totally still like going down, you know, like. Madison Avenue or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like the armpits of the turkey open up and guns come out and just start blowing up buildings not discriminately. <laughs> it's the only good episode of this dumbass cartoon I've been covering for like <laughs> 17 weeks now. So That's a lot of episodes. 51 a- or whatever you said. I'm sure there's plenty more. Oh no, the 51 is of the podcast. So there's only 13 episodes of the Diamond Pictures oh. cartoon. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but now we're going. And I was to just the, about uh, to ask. Wait, you covered thirteen episodes over fucking fifty one. Like, no, no, we did X Men. Uh, right, all, all it's, all click, it's all click. It's all yeah, yeah, so click uh, it into place. It's all click it into place. We're doing this. Will probably be out before we actually announce this, but we're doing the Incredible Hulk nineteen ninety series next, and I'm pretty excited about that. Because yeah. what could go wrong with the Hulk? Fucking nothing. Chris, how are you, man? Tell me about your. Tell right. me about Chris Mosher's life. 
How was your What's weekend? Going on? Do you remember it? Um, it was we're good. in the middle of the week, uh, so we're, we're in between two weekends. It's it's always hard to remember when we don't do anything, but mm-hmm. um, we played it. We played it pretty, pretty low key. We played a lot of Stardew Valley, and by we, I mean Jess. I played it a little bit on Friday before she got there, uh, and then for just forget about it. As soon as she saw that shit, she was like, "Let me get my hands on that," because she's the Stardew Valley master. And then she kept like almost asking me a question, and then being like, "Why am I asking this fucking idiot? How to do anything in this game?" <laughs> I'm the Wikipedia. And she's like, she used the one thing that she used to not. Uh, like doing was going in the mines because she doesn't. She was like, "It's too stressful. You're getting attacked before you go, and you got to get home before you run out of energy. It's a whole thing." And now, like, I'm down in there, and she's like, "I can't watch you play this. You're so fucking bad at it." Um, wow. She's not as rude as I'm making her sound, but you could tell that's how she feels. She's like, "Chris, I can't believe this, but are you even a gamer?" Um, but that was fun. I I just like kind of laying back and, and watching. Um, I got that 50 inch TV or whatever it is. It's large, what? you know. We've discussed is, is, is it. Is this a new TV or no, this is the same? I okay. got it back in like like March or April, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the same TV. Um, this you know, it's, this thing's large and in charge, and it. Uh, I've I've used it for a lot of things. When I first got it, obviously there's that like, whoa, this is awesome, and I played like Dark Souls on it and thought it looked really cool. But the best thing that I've seen on this TV since I got it is Stardew Valley. <laughs> it just <laughs> maybe because it's like I'm so familiar with like these areas and everything and because it's all like pixels or something i don't know but it was just it was so fucking big and green and beautiful and it just made me love the game even more somehow and i think that's what got me to like fall back into it was just seeing it in such a big way so are you are both of you playing it on the ps4 because i know she plays so, like the sims on her laptop so mm-hmm. is she on the laptop and you're gaming on the 50 inch or how, how she was this? literally just playing my game she just took oh. my controller and was just playing my game had you started a new farm or is this like you know year i five? started a new farm a while back so this wasn't like brand new or anything like that but it was only like i was in the first season still uh my character's name is hunk brand new Shouldn't is that surprise. goth band right did that we've established yes, that listen yeah, they're not okay. oh, yes just yes make sure. um <laughs> They, I think somebody got mad at you last time you called them a goth band. <laughs> and I think it was me. Um, <laughs> I wonder if I can find that image again that I made about with the giant dragon or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love that people were like, because I, I forget that we record these things and I get like excited and make a meme about it and then post it on Twitter. And then the actual episode doesn't come out till like weeks later. <laughs> and I'm like, people just see you post this thing like, what? <laughs> What do you? Why did you? Why say do you that? care about brand? You've never. This is not your brand. What are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I interrupted oh, you. So you I started a new game. Talking about started a new game. My character's name is Hunk. His farm is called Hogwarts Farm. As you can tell, I work in cycles. I only like like four or five different things, and I just keep coming back around. Hold on, let me see if um, I can name the four or five. There's Supernatural. Yeah. There's Lord yep. of the Rings. There's Dragon yep. Ball Z. There's Harry yep. Potter. Yep. Uh, Naruto. I mean, thing? that's that goes in the Dragon Ball Z category. We okay, do a podcast so, about the other one, so yeah, I guess you do. You're kind of covering it pretty pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, and The Witcher. The Witcher's the other. thing. Oh, and The Witcher. Yes, of course, of course, The Witcher. Uh. So yeah, that's kind of just my stuff, and I just rotate between those things. Final Fantasy sometimes, but like, I don't. Eh, really. You know, yeah, yeah. it's more like a, it's in my heart, but it's not always in my mind. Sure, I understand that. <laughs> I um, do you have a problem? I, I, obviously, I'm like way deep into No Man's Sky to get like your mm-hmm. our No Man's Sky check in. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in. In No Man's Sky, when you find stuff, you can name it if you find it for the first time. 
Yeah. And uh, and it's a little buggy, so I, a lot of times I don't really care. But like when I found my first planet, I like I named it um, I named it Winchester Prime. Yeah. And I named all of the animals on it stuff like Same and Dane and Very Bobby. Good. And all that stuff. And then, <laughs> and then all of it got erased because No Man's Sky is a little buggy. So I don't really care. But like now, um, even when I find a good planet, I'm like, I just don't, I, I just don't fucking care. Like, I just, right. I'm not going to name it. Are you like a real big namer? Like if, cause I know you probably haven't gotten very far in that game, but like, if you see something, are you like, yes, I'm going to name this thing a thing? I have a real hard time. Almost, naming shit. almost never. Because unless I can come up with like really cool made up names or, um, have like a real specific theme for something, mm-hmm. then I just like never name anything. Like I-, I was playing Oblivion. I guess that's another thing I talk about. It's just like fantasy video games. I think that's that's sure. my other yeah, yeah. wheelhouse. Is there a honk um, with the sword or just a honk? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's not really all we need. Is that the commonality? The does 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 Dragon Ball the, have a, a sword? Yeah, Trunks, my favorite character, has is the only character with the sword. <laughs> okay, so dope. Okay, the pattern. The, I got the, all my food groups. <laughs> sure. Were you a He-Man um, fan too? Was that the thing? I did watch a little bit of He-Man as a kid. There you go. Uh, so in Oblivion, if I'm if I'm crafting a sword or something, um, like nine times out of ten, I'm not going to come up with a name for it. I'm just gonna it's going to be like Ebony Sword and Enchanted because that's what it is. <laughs> like, um, which is probably not like selling me as a creative person very well. But when it comes to like stuff in video games, I don't. I just don't. I can't. I can't be bothered. In The Sims, I recently, my character was an author, and for a little while I was naming all of their books, because I thought, oh, this is fun, this is what you're supposed to do. They give you, like, a default name. And it was, like, um, it would be, like, ba- like Ball Dragon Z, or, or different things like that. None of them were very funny, but it was just, like, slight slight changes to anime. Um, but it didn't last, because I can't, I just can't keep up. Yeah, eventually you just run out of good shit to name stuff. Yeah. The only thing that I've seen that I've liked, um, uh, is one guy who uh, I guess his name is Brad, and uh, Brad is up there with Chad. And like I've only known like I don't really know a lot of good Brads. Uh, actually, that, I take that back. Brad is the opposite of Chad. All I know is good Brads. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, but he was naming planets. Um, he had a, he had a very specific formula, which was his first name and the type of planet it was. So like it was like if he would scan it and be a scorched planet, he would just name it Brad Scorched Planet. <laughs> like that was his whole system. <laughs> that was it. Brad's frozen planet. Brad's redacted planet. Brad's terraforming <laughs> catastrophe. Like that was that was the whole That's thing. Very good. But that you know the problem with that is like eventually you go to another system and there's another scorched planet. So what are you going to do? Right. Brad Scorched Planet Two? That doesn't make I a guess. lot of sense. Yeah, not into that at do? all. So is that was that your weekend? Was it was it No Man's Sky? What did I do this weekend, man? It's hard to remember. Um, you sent me a picture of like some bomb ass like nachos or something. Yeah. So Saturday, oh yeah, I had a friend in town. Um, Saturday we went to the Mexican restaurant and we had some uh, got some delicious food. I got the carne asada, which was a new dish for me, uh, and that, that that shit was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, I played a lot of No Man's Sky. Hell uh, yeah, you did. I have developed so the end game of No Man's Sky is like if you want to make like serious bank. Uh, you you can discover a bunch of crafting recipes and you craft your way up to this thing called a stasis device or a fusion igniter. Both of them are about worth the same thing. But all of the shit that you find in the game, you can kind of crush down into this one thing. You can sell it for like 20 million units. Um, so uh, over the weekend, I set up a farm, like a base with the biomes that grow all of the shit that I need 
so that I can so that every Hell day yeah. I could literally like I, I, I like I did it this morning. Um, except I fucked up, but I'll, I'll get that in a minute. Um, I can like wake up, I can go into the game, I can gather all these plants, and I can crush them down. And I can sell this thing for twenty million units. Um, like just bam, bam, boom. That doesn't take any time at all. Uh, except I forgot to plant enough of one specific thing, but I, I fixed that this morning, so no big deal. So yeah, uh, and now that I can do that, and now that I have done that, I'm like, okay, that's good. So now I've made twenty million units. What if I expanded this by a factor of five? <laughs> <laughs> so now, so now I'm like literally considering like, okay, I'm going to get a spreadsheet because this is what my, this is my oh life, my and I'm going to like calculate the amount of like plants that I need to like grow a certain amount of whatever so that I can crush that down <laughs> into acid and lubricant and living yep. glass into uh, cryogenic chambers and uh, you know reactors down into the stasis unit so that i can stasis stasis unit i don't know uh I so that i can stasis, sell that but i don't care yeah who cares um so that, that that's been my life for a while and they, all of this is the goal to make a bunch of money so that i can go and recruit a bunch of like uh giant ass and cool fucking ships like that's my only Hell goal yeah. is i just like, yeah. you, can have, you can have six ships so as soon as I have like a fucking serious bank, and I'm rolling in with like 150 million units right now, so I'm already, I'm already pretty much there. That's uh, a lot of units. Yeah, yeah, dude. If you're only used to one absolute unit, having 150 million like normal units is pretty good. Uh, it's big but units. yeah, it's I, I'm just gonna go around and like try to collect the coolest looking ships I can find. So, does six ships count as a fleet? Is that big enough? Um. Well, so you have like your ships that you can fly around in your starships. But then you can recruit mm-hmm. a freighter, and then with a freighter you can recruit like your 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 frigates. Like so, you can have a whole fleet of like like a giant ships. Of frigates, uh, frigates, um, frigates. I don't know how to pronounce anything today, Chris. You're saying it uh, right. You're saying it right. Okay, cool. Um, so you can recruit these things, like, and you can send them out on missions. And things. I think I told you, like, it has like that Assassin's Creed Two uh, Brotherhood. Um, yeah, yeah. Thing where you can like, so you can, you know, and they all level up, and but they all cost like for an A or S rank, they all cost anywhere from three to ten million to to buy a frigate, and then they level up over time. But I just don't feel like buying like a C class and having them fail all the time. So um, that'll be the goal. And uh, let me send you the picture that I got the other day. I found this dude, and I really wanted to buy it because it was so fucking huge and bright yellow. <laughs> but I couldn't, <laughs> I, I couldn't afford it, and I was very, very sad. Very, very sad. So yeah, if you ask me if that's my weekend, yes, absolutely, that has been Hell my weekend. Hell fucking yeah. Um, I had a friend come into town, and we had a, a pretty good time. Okay, so I'm going to uh, I'm gonna send you this image. What do you want okay. this? You want this on your text, or you want this on your, yeah, on your yeah, Discord? Yeah, text to me. Do, 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 do. I'm going to send you this. And uh, like that looks big, right? Like, that looks kind of big. Let's see. Oh yeah, that looks large. That looks pretty okay. large. So I'm going to send you a second one, which will give you a little bit closer to scale about how big this is. Oh, God. I just, I don't, that's, yeah, that works too. I don't, that might not actually, there we go. I'm waiting. There it is. So this is up close. Yeah. Like in that first picture, do you see where the, um, like I'm flying towards it and there's that like yeah. red stripe down the center and there's like that red thing towards the top. That's the same thing as the blue light at the second picture. The blue light means I can land on it. The red thing means we were in combat. Oh, That's how big oh, that motherfucker damn. is. That's Looks a big great. motherfucker. That's a large boy. Fucking, I just wanted to buy it so bad, but it was like 200 million units. I'm not, I'm not there yet, Chris. Not there yet. You will be. If you'd like, you I can just be. spam you with um, just a bunch of <laughs> Snowman Sky pictures. Just blast me up, dude. I can, I can do it, man. I sent you my farm. Did you see my farm? 
just now? Uh, I'll send, I can. <laughs> You're so excited to share. Dude, I'm, that's all I want to do. That's literally all I want to do and talk about. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sad Ooh. person. Ooh. Those, you got some uh, biodomes? I don't know. Those are, those those are some are? biodomes, yeah. You got some real trees, looks like? Some yeah, I found Earth a pretty trees? dope planet. I was pretty excited because I found this planet and it had... Um, it, I found a valley, so like there was this mountain range, and this is the valley inside. So I put my base there, and I had the idea that I was going to put my farm down down low, and I was going to build everything around the rim of the valley. But apparently, mm-hmm. like I can't, the range doesn't work that way. So I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, so I'm just kind of building shit down there for now. You like my garage where I've got my, my vehicles at the top? You're you're kind of like this is kind of like MTV Cribs, but no man's sky cribs. Dude, if you want to get fucking <laughs> deep, <laughs> there's some shit that you can see. <laughs> The PC crew have figured out a way to uh, build sky cities. Okay. Yeah, it's, yes, exactly. It looks that cool. Like, I, I've been looking at it on my phone. I'm in, the, Chris, I joined the No Man's Sky Discord. <laughs> like I, I'm not surprised. That doesn't surprise me. I'm, 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 I'm having a, a, ba- a good and bad time of it. You're all in. It's good yeah. to be all in on something. It feels good. When is it going to stop, though? That's the, that's the question. It doesn't sound like it's gonna. <laughs> That was your that was your cue to say yo I don't know and I was gonna go into a whole rap. I mean like when's it gonna stop? What are these? What is the other thing that this happened to you on no, Dark nothing. Souls? Crickets on the vanilla. Ice you're still into that. Okay, that's fine. Did I just lose you? Is that what's happening? Did I lose you? Recording anymore? God damn it! Hmm. Hello. Oh no! Hello. Let's see. Did did you just hang up on me because mm. I made a? Chris, are you there? Did you just hang up on me because I made a little eyes reference? What's fine. happening? Chris. Hello. Wait. Hello. Hey, Hi. There you are. What happened? I made a vanilla ice reference and you just hung up on me. That's what happened. I couldn't. I couldn't hear a darn thing. All right, let's just do this sure. podcast before anything paranormal happens. Fine. Man, I'm really fucking up. I was too busy talking about No Man's Sky. Chris, don't ask me about No Man's Sky. I, you know, <laughs> Chris, I didn't. <laughs> it was just, I, didn't. I did. I, it literally didn't come up. You just started talking. <laughs> Uh, I asked how your wife was, and that's what you said. <laughs> She's okay. I don't care. Don't you want to know about my farm? <laughs> I can make so many units. <laughs> I'm fine. She's always fine. Okay, here we go. Now's the time for me to log into to, uh, Discord. Enter the uh, phone call. And then have us not be able to hear each other for a few minutes. Let's see here. What's hey, you're not even in there. What in the gosh darn hey are you doing? Where's my I don't know. I cleaned up around here yesterday. And now I don't know where I put all the supernatural novels. Sorry that I'm like kinda doing a southern accent, I don't really know what's happening. Oh, that was me discovering that my headphones were not my primary source of hearing, so that's not 
That's not very good. Gotta fix that. Okay. Hey. Let's see. Where was I? <clears throat> this is a reading from Supernatural Nevermore. Okay. <laughs> like that they're no matter what I do, they're in the fucking kitchen in this book. They're always in the kitchen. Slowly, Sam moved forward toward the kitchen, shotgun still low in the ready position. Dean covering him with the shotgun raised. That's okay, great sentence. It occurred to Sam that they never found out from Manfred. I forgot about Manfred! What room he had to enter before the spirit manifested itself. Now, however, wasn't the time to go out and ask. As they moved into the kitchen, Dean cradled the shotgun with one arm and pulled out the EMF with the other. That's classic Dean, EMF in one hand, shotgun in the other. I love it. It was lit up like a Christmas tree. The EMF detector is what I assume that they're referring to there. The EMF detector was lit up like a, like a Christmas tree, not not the shotgun. Now that they needed the confirmation, not, oh god. This isn't even fun for... Okay. Not that they needed the confirmation, since the house was behaving like it was on a fault line. That was pretty much impossible, though. The house was built on solid rock. There was no basement. Even the laundry room, which Manfred had given them for free of, for use of, was located in a nook off the kitchen. More about the goddamn kitchen. This guy's obsessed with the kitchen. Uh, they went back through the hallway into the living room, where more items had crashed to the floor. Dean winced as he stepped on the broken glass from the frame of the Isle of White poster. Okay, Dean wears boots. His feet are fine. Still, no physical manifestation of the spirit, just the house shaking and I'm not doing that. There's a lot of ahahahas written into this page. It takes up three and a half lines. I'll skip that part. No matter how many times Sam encountered sudden noises in his life, and he figured he encountered more than the average more in the average amount than most people did in their entire lives. His heart still skipped a beat when it happened. Only one beat, though. As soon as he heard the cackle, he got down on one knee, shotgun raised, ready to suck that ghost. Uh, okay. But there was still no physical manifestation. That's... Sam, you don't have to call it physical manifestation. You can just call it coming like the rest of us. Oh, I just found my bookmark. What was I reading before? I was talking about Bud Lights. Oh, what the fuck? I'm sorry, me. I didn't write this book. Keith DeCandido. Jeremy, where are you? I can't read. I have my headphones on, so all I can hear is like my own breathing. And you're not here. I'm going to head to the head to the texts. Head to the texts and find out what Jeremy is up the... Uh, you haven't responded to my text yet, Jeremy. Hey, I'm in the stew. A.K.A. I'm good to go. Send. That ought to get you. I hope I'm recording this. Otherwise, I'm literally just talking to myself. I mean, I am just talking to myself, but with the thought that my good friend Jeremy Greer will indeed one day hear it. What am I supposed to read you more? Supernatural? Ugh. Okay, well, um, you're going to have minutes and minutes of audio. I I may have read this before, I don't know, but I had it bookmarked uh, with some unicorn stickers. I don't know, you don't need to know why I have those. Okay, here we go. Placing Dean's drink on a napkin on the bar, Jennifer said, Sorry to disappoint you, but it's all true. Took Billy to, a, to soccer practice this afternoon and everything. They're making him a forward. Good for him. 
Gene had no idea what that meant, really, but he assumed it not to be a bad thing. <laughs> so what's Sam getting? Uh, Bud Light for Mr. Wuss. Hey, Jennifer said, what you got against Bud Light? Nothing, Dean said. I just prefer beer. Oh my god. So, Dean not only hates light beer, but he also hates craft microbreweries. So he really only likes very mid-tier beers. That finally got a smile out of her. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking insulting everybody around you really makes people smile. She poured another pint full of Bud Light from the tap. Why is... It's the only brand mentioned in here. It's Bud Light. Was it sponsored? It's not spelled like Bud Light, like L-I-T-E. It's, L- it's regular, spelled like regular light. Uh. So, D- Dean's flirting with her. Sam is literally has no speaking lines here, despite being in front of them. He's flirting with the bartender. That's, you know, standard Dean. Uh, I, she's, oh, Jeremy, please hurry up and come back. 